Hey everyone, welcome to the Future of the Church is the Metaverse podcast. My name is DJ Soto, one of the pastors of VR MMO Church. We are churches that exist entirely in the Metaverse and in MMO experiences like Rust and Final Fantasy XIV online. And we are excited to talk to Coldest and Mariana from Spain. Uh, they are a part of our church. They're leaders. They volunteered. We're going to hear their story. We'll be back right after the commercial break. If you find your faith community's online presence too confusing and time-consuming to manage alone, look no further than Digivangelism. Digi helps progressive leaders of spiritual communities share hope, healing, and light online through digital ministry consulting, website building, and education. They also have a new digital ministry training hub where you can access exclusive workshops, screen share walkthroughs of various online platforms, their entire digital communications review course, and space to ask experts questions for future videos. Visit digivangelism.org for a $7 all-access trial of the training hub and see how Digi can help you better share hope, healing, and light online. The pandemic has catapulted the church into a forward-thinking ministry. Ten years ago, churches were pondering whether they should have a YouTube page. Now, almost every church on the planet is live-streaming via YouTube. The church is once again at the precipice of a new technological wave called blockchain. Blockchain is the underlying technology for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all other forms of digital currency. Millennials and Gen Z are adopting blockchain tech for everyday life. From investing, buying real estate, and even receiving payments for services. According to a report by Morning Consult, 57% of all crypto adopters are millennials and 13% are Gen Z. In light of these questions, churchblock.io was created to provide answers. Churchblock is a customized solution for ministry leaders seeking answers and opportunities in this paradigm shift. Email info at churchblock.io for a free consultation or visit churchblock.io to learn more. Welcome back, everybody, to a podcast with our international friends across the ocean from where I am at. Um, I'm in the United States, but our leaders, uh, many of us are in Europe and in other parts of the world as well. But we're excited to talk to Mariana and Coldus today. They're from Spain. Actually, Mariana's in Italy. And before we get to Mariana and Coldus, what's up, Alice, one of our co-hosts for the podcast? What's good over there in the United Kingdom? Um, It's sunny today uh studying eight degrees celsius at the moment and uh yeah the weather's looking fine normally i just it, say it's raining and that's it but yeah <laughs> it's usually yeah raining. that is weird sunny in the south of england okay yeah and uh international churches have to get used to uh you know the gmt time and or whatever we call it as well celsius i always have to google celsius can't do the conversion um, in my head, but uh, yeah, hey, good to see you, Alice. You had a big move, found a new place. How's that? Uh, how'd the move go? How's uh, the new place? Yeah. You like it? It's been stressful. It's a uh, it's a lot smaller than it is, but I am really glad to have a roof over my head. And this house actually has hot water, which I'm not used to. It's crazy that I'm not used to running hot water, but yeah, that's a hey, big part. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Moving can be stressful. I can definitely attest to that. So, but I'm glad you're settled in and it's good to have you back on the podcast. And so, uh, yeah, it's great uh, for you to be here. And it's so good to have Marianne and Coldest. We're just going to jump right into the conversation with you. Well, before that, we should get to say hello, uh, catch up a little bit. Uh, Marianne and Coldest. Coldest, what's going on in your, your part of the world? How are you doing? Uh, not much. It's it has been also been sunny here, but uh, that is not great news. I mean, that's not too crazy, but uh, not too much. Just uh, happy to be able to be here as always. 
All right, let's paint a picture for people. Uh, you're currently living in northern Spain. Is that is that how we uh, we describe yeah. it that way? Northwest of Spain in a coastal city. Coastal city. Are you like right by the beach or right by the ocean? Or uh, yeah, I think in like fifteen to twenty minutes, I can just walk there. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing. Mariana, you're also from coldest city, right? Isn't that yeah. your origins? No, in fact, I'm actually from Venezuela, but I lived in Spain for maybe 80 or 90 years. can't remember. I'm kind of old. And currently, I'm in Italy, in the East Coast, in a city called Pescara. Pescara? Pescara, so, yeah. yes. Pescara. Today, I didn't eat pasta, which is really weird. Let's see tomorrow. Is it like a thing? Like you actually always eat pasta in Italy? Yeah, yeah. on daily basis. <laughs> on a daily basis, wow. So Venezuela to Spain to Italy, wow. That's quite a bit of traveling. Yeah, yeah it is. Wow. How, how do you like, uh, well, when did you leave Venezuela? Was it like as a child or? When I was 12 years old. So I was, you know, old enough to remember things and to feel the bond with the country, but also young enough to to feel I can start a new life without boundaries, you know, without feeling I'm living a country, just flowing. Yeah, so Venezuela, and then you went to Spain, Italy. Not that you have to pick a favorite, but not necessarily asking that, but did you like, which one do you just really like? You know what I mean? If you had to, let's say you had to pick one for the rest of your life. Yeah, oh, for the rest of my life, uh, none of them. I, I don't know, I'm <laughs> no, still no, no. waiting for the next, for the next uh, <laughs> destination. Waiting for the next, so, oh, you're a world traveler then, I see. Yeah, yeah. maybe that, that happens when you, you don't really feel that you are from somewhere in specific, that you don't really need to establish your life forever in one place. So, oh, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I'm waiting makes for sense. the next adventure. Waiting for the next one, okay. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's uh, beautiful that you went from Venezuela to Spain all the way to Italy. And in Italy, is are you near the coast as well? Did you mention that or maybe? Um... Oh, yeah, actually, it's really similar to a Coruña that you all, you can reach the beach just maybe walking or maybe by bus in 20 minutes. Wow, so, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So much. That's yeah, so it's really cool. cool. Uh, well, let's let's jump into your story because I, I love that VR MMO church. You know, we're a church that's in the metaverse, and really, when you get down into it, we're an international church. People from all over the world, from places that you wouldn't even think about, and it, that's a beautiful thing to experience. Like for me, as like uh, let's just say the you know the founder of VR MMO church. To I, I didn't really think about it being an international church when we started, but it's it just t makes total sense that we would be. And we've had people from all the way in Asia Pacific, Australia, uh, the Middle East, uh, people from Africa. And um, and uh, probably most of the people that that are a part of the church outside of the U.S. are from Europe. Uh, we think of Bismarck is over there in Germany, many people from the Netherlands and it's uh, obviously the U.K., but let's talk about uh, Mariana Coldus from Spain. And uh, just uh, Coldus, kind of tell us a little bit about um, just kind of growing up, maybe your faith journey, and um, 
kind of what led you to discover VR Church for the first time? Because I, I really want to hear about that. Because that's one of my favorite questions um, is is there people's reaction when they find out about it? Because usually it's like, what? What is this? And anyways, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I want to hear your story <laughs> uh, leading up to it. Yeah. So I guess, okay, where do I even begin? Okay, so I guess I was I was uh, baptized when I was like, uh, I don't know, two months old. <laughs> I have no idea. I honestly don't remember. And I think at around seven, eight years old, something about that, I was, uh, well, I was going to Sunday school, right? That's a little kid. And, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't truly feeling it. I wasn't truly buying into it. And to be completely fair, I also think I didn't have a great teacher. I think that is fair to say. Um, and so I didn't grow interested in, in faith, in religion, like at all, right? And, and I guess that stood that way until just three, yeah, three plus years ago, when I actually discovered the uh, VR charts for for like, yeah, like uh, because of a YouTube video, yeah. I actually just uh, saw the so the, the video, it was a, a Dramsey video in VR chat. And, and you know, and we, Mariana and I, like, saw the same video and we're like, oh, yeah, like, this is pretty cool, right? And, you know, we were uh, half joking, but at, at the end of the day, we were like, do you want to actually go to the place this Sunday and check it out? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I also don't want put, to put words into Mariana's mouth. But I do believe both of us were like, like surprised, like, okay, this feels like nice. This is cool. Okay. I can, you know, I can come here and do the thing. Okay. And, and I guess little by little, uh, yeah, both of us starting volunteering after just a couple of months. And, uh, yeah, here we are to this very day. <laughs> I love that. So let's back up to the drumsy video. I, I love that video. Um, Searmore and well, I think it was Searmore that contacted me. Searmore is a well-known VR chat YouTuber. Um, does a lot of like really uh, like uh, relational stories. Um, likes to interview people. Gets really interesting content. Um, and I think the beauty of what Searmore does is the absurdity of it. So there's like these amazing personal narratives personal stories that's being told by a like bart simpson right so you know there's like a real person behind the character but that's such a like a juxtaposed experience is to watch sarah and by the way i love it just to be clear um so anyway sarah moore contacted me and he said you know drumsy wanted to get baptized and so i was like yeah totally just let's do it and so we jumped into vr chat um had a had a baptism explained the meaning of baptism um, and I thought it was a beautiful moment. I think it was a little controversy because, you know, Drumsy can can be a little uh, edgy. Um, and so I think, you know, some, it, it ruffled some people's feathers the wrong way. But for you, it had a positive impact, right? You, like, looked at this and you didn't see, um, like, through your lens, if I'm hearing you correctly, you didn't see, uh, what's the word, um, you know, something ridiculous. You saw something beautiful behind you know, uh, these viral videos that were going on. Yeah, yeah. To be, to be fair, to be honest, I think I, I didn't saw anything that felt bad 
or corrupt at any point, which is something I I have seen many many times in other churches, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So yeah, you didn't take it the wrong way. Um, oh, and yeah. I, I thought it was a beautiful experience, and it was reverently done. But you know, everybody has their own sensibilities. So you saw it. You're like, oh, you told Mariana, let's go check this out. And then, did you come to Alt Space? Is that the one, or did you come to VR Chat? What was your first experience? Oh, yeah, we, we went to Alt Space. Yeah, with the old avatars and everything. Yeah, that that was a. Uh... Uh, the the last quarter of uh, two thousand nineteen. Have we known each other that long? Oh, we're we're yeah. old buddies now. We're yeah. old friends now. Wow. Okay. And so you visited, and you're like, oh, okay, this is seems pretty legit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, you know, it felt uh, interesting. It felt uh, what's the word? Uh, it felt uh, daring. Daring. Yeah, I think that's a word like uh, like new, like intriguing, like yeah, you're, mm, yeah, yeah, that is true. But you're doing the same thing on VR through the internet, like that's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and that and you guys came early because now it's starting. It's not commonplace at all, but it's starting to start to become commonplace to the degree that people aren't, you know, surprised to hear about a VR church. I think it's starting to realize, okay, these do exist here now in 2023 through recording this podcast. In 2019, nobody knew about VR Church. Um, so that's, that's, that's amazing that you guys found it that way. Um, and so I think that, let me ask you this question, because people, you know, they'll see the Searmore and Drumsy video, and then they'll definitely come check it out because they're, they're really curious. And then people really don't stay, or they may. What was the elements for you, for you to say, I'm going to become a regular here? What was that? Do you remember that feeling? Do you remember those thoughts? And, um, or perhaps as we peer back into time, maybe we can find like, what, what kept you coming, I guess? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Cause I honestly, I honestly don't know even what to say to that, but I do, you know, just people being friendly, nobody being, you know, aggressive, nobody just doing the, the wrong thing in plain sight. Uh, that was pivotal. That was fundamental <laughs> in me becoming a regular. Um, but I, I honestly don't think I could uh, even describe the, the, the whole process, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it's fair. Sometimes there's, it's hard to pinpoint, right? Something yeah. like... Um, Perhaps it was the culture you felt, you know, just kind of an open, friendly, inclusive culture, um, yeah. the novelty yeah. of it. Yeah, but I th yeah, I think people come. Um, but it, I think it's fascinating that you became a regular and you started coming. You started volunteering. Um, I think you would correct me if I'm wrong, not to put words in your mouth again, uh, but would describe yourself as an atheist when you first came. Is that yeah. the fair way to put it? Yeah, yeah. I, and I definitely was an atheist when I when I first came in, and I actually do remember the very first day on Discord, I was like a little bit scared, a little bit afraid, so I just went on general chat and asked the big question like I don't believe in God, I am even allowed to be here, <laughs> and and I obviously was allowed to be here, and you know in a way that actually su surprised me a little bit, like nobody complained. 
everything was okay. And I honestly didn't see that in other churches. Like maybe it's my experience, because let's be, let's be honest, my experience is still little. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that was the thing. Yeah, and I think it's a fair question because, you know, I get that from all different types of stories. So, you know, you're coming from the story of an atheist and saying, can I be here? I have people from the LGBTQ community. Can I be here? Uh, people of different faith backgrounds. Can I be here? I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. Can I be here? And part of me is really sad that people have to ask that question, but they do because yeah. the climate climate of church um, isn't very inclusive, isn't very friendly. Uh, there is an exclusive attitude, um, perhaps um, an arrogant attitude. And um, part of our journey as a church is to humble ourselves that because we're just no different than anybody else as far as humanity is concerned. And so to have an air of like a pretentious attitude in a church that says you you can you can attend only if you know what I mean, like as if some exclusive club. And so I don't yeah. think that exclusive club attitude reflects the Christ. You know what I mean? The, the spirit of Christ is love, his acceptance of all. And I think even language like this makes people uncomfortable, but that's just the matter of, that's just the fact of the fact of the matter that Jesus was like that. So, um, and, and uh, yeah, so you, you, you visited Alt Space. Did you ever attend the VR chat church? I, I know you do now, but like, did you ever get into that or did you just stick with Alt Space at the time? Uh, I think I think that was the the very first thing I did in Allspace. I, I think we we downloaded the the, the Allspace client just to to go to church. Uh, so you did go? Wait, I, I think I missed that. You did go to the VR chat or just the Allspace? Oh no, no uh, just the Allspace. Yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Understood. Um, no, that's awesome. And Mariana, um, I would love to hear about. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Let's take it, kind of yeah. take a little peek into Mariana's life. You're in Italy. Uh, what are you up to over there? Take this spotlight. Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm just changing work right now. I'm starting to work with a non-governmental organization. And also, I teach Spanish to little kids. Oh, wow. So... Let's see how it's how it's going. Everything is new for now. Yeah, and that's a pretty. It was a pretty big culture change from from when you went from Spain to Italy. And um, not so much because um, this this time when I stayed so, for so long wasn't the first time I I was living in Italy. I used to in the last five years, you know, come for two months in summer to work with kids later maybe another two months so it was you know a very organic development and very organic organic sorry process for me so in the end i didn't really feel i didn't any you know cultural shock also because it's a mediterranean country as spain is so it's almost all the same but just with more pasta and pizza (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More pop, man. I, could, I could do that pizza is the pizza is the pizza like really good over there or is that just a made up like i prefer the american way of making pizza but you know i respect the italian way also. <laughs> i respect the italian yeah yeah so uh 
who found the video? It sounds like when Coldest was on the store, you guys watched the video separately, or did did Coldest send you to the link? Did you send him the link? Oh, yeah, I, I, I found. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we actually watched it uh, together through Discord oh, at together. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And we thought the same thing. This is so cool. Yeah, we didn't it... feel that it was weird or some or there was something strange. The only feeling was this is so cool. Let's yeah. get into this. Let's know this better. And yeah, I think also it was the also it was in a moment that we were reconnecting as friends after a long time with just not talking, just no. because you know life happens. And for us, it was. I don't know. I think it was a very important thing that we found this, that we found this very interesting, that we were, I don't know, so available to try new things together. Yeah, because so, yeah, that's the thing. We reconnected like, immediately or well, soon after we started attending church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. And so in one sense, it kind of like, like it brought you together to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, that's super nice and then uh, so who said I don't know if you remember I know this is years ago but were you like yeah let's go check it out it was cool to say hey let's go check it out was it kind of like a mutual hey let's swing by and see what's going on it was mutual, mutual yeah. yeah and then would you oh go ahead Maria yeah and I remember at the beginning um, I remember that it was like oh we're just you know seeing what it's like, it's okay. We don't have to come back if we, we don't like it. And when we realized we were attending on weekly, you know, every um, every week service, it was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. Like, th- this is not just for the for the laugh. This is because yeah. we really feel there's something here. Yeah. So it was very organic. And then when you visited for the first time, you know, you're coming in your avatars, the pastor's up in an avatar, people walking around. What was your reaction? I think I... we just uh, rolled with it. And yeah. to be honest, we were also having a blast in the in the voice setting, our private uh, voice setting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because yeah, we weren't used to to go to churches, so like everything is new and crazy, and we don't even know what is normal and not. So everything is just crazy <laughs> to us. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And I also remember that in the in the first um, service we attend, there were trolls, and yeah. we were like, "Why do you do that? Respect! Like, we are all having fun, but if you can have fun at a church, we are all interested on in what is happening. Like, from the beginning, we had this feeling of we have most, we have to protect them. Like, this is real. Oh, yes. Do you remember? We need to protect these pure people. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> these pure, innocent people here on the metaverse. Um, that's that's funny. I I don't remember the trolls for that particular day because we're just so used to trolls. It doesn't phase me. Um, and yeah, I'm sure there were trolls. You know, we've had mm-hmm. waves of them. I think we're actually going to do a podcast about just trolls and the stories and what we've learned and the fun and the bad and all that stuff. Digi helps progressive leaders of spiritual communities share hope, healing, and light online through digital ministry consulting, website building, and education. Churchblock.io is providing blockchain solutions for the church. Visit churchblock.io to learn more. So I guess in 
like I guess the next question has to do with like your spiritual journey and interacting with with VR Church and. I don't think there's any spe- anything specific I'm looking for. Just your general thoughts, or maybe there's something specific that you want to talk about. Just about how um, attending um, and volunteering and being a leader and helping out. And uh, what's that experience been like for you emotionally, um, spiritually? And um, I don't, yeah, again, nothing specific. Um, just your general thoughts about that. Yeah. So the thing is, before even joining VR charts, I I knew very little about religion. And, you know, I didn't believe in anything. But, uh, what's the word? I, I didn't, like, explore my faith, like, in any way, shape, or form. So I, I didn't have a, a, a true opinion or anything. I wasn't postulative. I think it's the right word to use. Um, but yeah, since I started attending VR chats, I, I am obviously growing uh, spiritually, and I can I can safely say I have uh, transitioning from being an atheist to being something like an agnostic. And I don't like the term agnostic because I don't think it truly represents uh, where I might be right now in the in the spiritual journey. Um, but still, you know, being agnostic uh, just means I I am not uh, sure enough of uh, God's existence, but at the same time, I am not sure of God not existing. So I think that is true, to be completely fair. And I think that's, yeah. that fits. Yeah. And I love that, be- the way you describe that, because oftentimes la- labels are insufficient. Um, and people yeah. like to slap labels, or oh, he's just an atheist, or he's just an agnostic. <laughs> and I think that can be fine as like a general starting point, but the depth of humanity is so deep in our journeys or so deep and nuanced that it goes way beyond just a slapping agnostic, slapping atheist, because there's so much more going on in, in an individual's life. So I think when you kind of described it that way, like, okay, here's a, a framework of where I'm at, but it's much deeper than that. I think it's beautiful. And I think, and I wish that people would, let's say, let's get more specific. I wish the church would allow people to explore their faith, to explore their journey, to uh, use labels so much. um, Because I don't know that Jesus ever labeled people as hardcore as the church does today. And I don't think it serves, it serves anybody. Because we expect people to go from zero to 100. Like, oh, like you described, you know, I just really didn't believe anything. And, and then we expect you to go to 100. Like, okay, you believe in God with 100% certainty. And you need to do it within 24 hours, right? So I don't, I don't, I don't see that through scripture, this, uh, you know, immediate turn. I see that. That's not realistic in the end. It's not. Uh, not realistic. Uh, realistic, right. Yeah. And actually, on, on this very note, uh, on that same Cyborg video, or Dramsey video, whatever, uh, some of the, I, I don't know, uh, one of the guys uh, said, like, he was Christ curious. That was Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg said he was yeah. Christ curious. And that, that was, you know, a, a made-out word. <laughs> made-out word, basically. But uh, it, it tells so much and and i love that i i truly respect that because i think soon after joining i 
you know, I maybe I was also Christ curious. And and that is like an amazing state of being and that is super interesting. You are like discovering everything. Maybe you you will like it, maybe you won't, maybe you will dig into it, maybe you don't. But you are learning and that is always exciting. That is always fantastic. Yeah, Christ, I remember that phrase. It's been a long time since I heard that. That's a great, if we're going to use labels, let's add that one to the lexicon. If we have to throw labels at people now. Let's yeah, Christ I Curious am is a great, for it. Yeah, Christ yeah. Curious is a great one. And um, I think that's a beautiful, and I, and I think I told them that, I'd have to go back and look at the video. Um, it might have been on another topic, but I said it's a beautiful place to be um, in that maybe that doubt or in that discovery or or looking uh, because again, there's an authenticity with that because there is an alternative, uh, let's say an alternative universe where you came and I demanded your conversion. There's, that's not authentic. Uh, that's not authentic to the spirit and to the love of Christ who calls us to relationship. Um, he calls us and he calls us to that journey. And I think if you're going to call someone into relationship and journey, let's say, uh, let's say conversion, if you will, there there is a relationship there, a conversation, not a gun to your head type of moment. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? yes, um, yes, I so... know those guns. Yes, I have suffered <laughs> those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's inauthentic. You've just created a robot. Um, you've converted someone to a religion. And anybody can do that. But Christ is seeking the transformation in all of us. And so um, when someone's Christ curious, they're primed for that transformation. And anyway, so... I could go off on that for a while, but um, what is that kind of, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Mariana, but was that Christ curious label? If we're going to use labels, that's, I guess <laughs> about, you know, um, is that kind of the same idea uh, for uh, you as well? In my case, it was the like total opposite because I, religion has always been present in my life. I grew up with two religions at home, like, Christianism, like Catholic in specific, and Hinduism. So for me, it was always normal, you know, the presence of believing or faith. With time, I just realized that I didn't feel it. I can't express it in, with another word. I just didn't feel it. And I, as coldest, I'm an atheist, but maybe I'm more than him. But I always have been interested in religions, in all all of kind of religions and I attend church in real life when I have time um, I attend a Mormon church just because I'm curious about what they do and they preach and they teach things very different even if they're Christians and also I'm obsessed with Jew uh, Jewish history so in my case I'm the most religious atheist you can find but without the faith you know? Yeah, that's so, fantastic. <laughs> when, I don't know, when we found the, when we found your church, for me, it was awesome. One more church for my, for, you know, for my investigations. But in the end, your church, for me, became more than a hobby. Because um, all these years with the pandem pandemic and moving from another country, which is kind of normal for me it's also a big change i always have felt since the beginning that we can call their church home even if sometimes i disappear or i'm not so present as i used to be or 
you know, I know that I can always come back. And I don't feel like com I, com I can come back to many places, honestly. So, um, I don't know, when Coldes uh, got baptized, I also think maybe I should get baptized too because I really feel I'm part of the community. But then I thought, I don't need this. Not because I someone needs to be to get baptized. Mm -hmm. You get baptized if you if you feel it. But I thought I have more than enough with all the love and the community bond I have. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. I'm a Christ curious, but from another perspective. Yeah, no, and I love that authenticity, yeah. and I think that's where. Um, as a community, uh, we've really just grown in our inclusive, our inclusive attitudes because uh, people um, are expressing their faith in different ways and they're expressing it in ways that seem more loving than, let's say, someone who's religious and arrogant about it, um, but are uh, theologically correct, if you will. Um, and so I just love hearing people's spiritual journey. We're going to do a, a podcast with Alice soon. Um, and that's uh, I mean, that's going to be a fun one because she was the future queen of hell. Uh, that's what, how she <laughs> came to came to church. Um, and so, were you guys surprised that let's just again labels? We'll just use them for now. Um, but um, as atheists, you're allowed to attend, participate, volunteer, be a part of the community. Did, did that take you by surprise? Yeah, just a little bit, because there is always you are always expecting a little bit of backlash, right? Or at right. least you you hope to get the question. So do you do you believe or not? Which is understandable because it's a religious uh. organization. Let's call it. It's a church. So it's what these people have in common: video games and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, I remember I have never felt, and I think either called this the the need to say hey i don't think at least not since the beginning i we don't really believe in god or, or we are just working on that or whatever we have never felt the need to say it you know and yeah yeah no we got no uh no bible dashing that's the word yeah. right uh, Bible bashing, Bi Bible Bible bashing yeah. manipulation or pressure, yeah. pressure to convert or something yeah. like that. Ever. Um, I can't even remember when I when I told you this. Maybe I didn't told you. Maybe it was just talking the like, oh, yeah, you know, I, you don't believe. Oh, ha, nice. I had a sandwich for dinner. You know, I, <laughs> I can't remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This moment. Right, and right. That's awesome. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that uh, there's yeah there's a lot to say about that, and I really appreciate your words, your perspective, because I don't think we've ever gone to this depth to talk about your experiences and what it was like, and I think that speaks to as we're converting now. Just I'm really encouraged to hear that people feel welcome um, to come as they to come as they are, and that people can belong to be a uh, be a be a part of VR Church. They don't have to fit in, and so fit in is different. Fit in means you have to, you know, believe this. You have to act a certain way, and that's not what we want to do because that, that starts to get a little cultic, cult, become a cult, if you will. Um, and we want people to belong. Like you're an atheist, you're Christ curious, you're agnostic, uh, you're a, a label that uh, that 
um, something that doesn't have labels or it's a new term or something like that. And I think there's a, a beauty in that. Um, there's our relationship is not uh, precluded on like some type of ulterior motive. Like uh, with like with you, Mariana and Coldus, it's not like, all right, I've got some secret things I want to convert them to. You know what I mean? No, we just love who you are uh, as humans, as individuals. And um, I think sometimes and I know this is a weird thing to say as a as I've been a pastor in theological worlds and and seminaries and colleges and high Christianity. Uh, you two reflect this, the love of Christ oftentimes more than I've seen um, religious leaders do. And so that's an interesting conversation to have about that, maybe on an, an, another podcast. Um, oh, yeah. That is so good. Cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, your, your love is evident, and I think it's a beautiful. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, and um, I guess what is – a VR church to you today. So we're, you know, we locked, we talked about the past and now we think about, you know, how things are. You have experienced the church um, from its infancy days to now we're across the metaverse and rec room now and VR chat. And uh, I think coldest year there at the inception of MMO church, if I'm not mistaken with rust yeah. and final fantasy and all these things. And you've watched the church. Um, so that's very unusual. As people come in today, they're seeing the church as it is today. But you have seen it as it was, and you've watched it evolve to its format to what it is today. And what are your thoughts about uh, where we've come from and where we're at right now? And again, I'm not looking for anything specific; just um, your observations. Oh, yeah, I I didn't even thought about it that way. But yeah, I guess the the development of the whole church has been uh has been quite crazy yeah I, I i do remember when i joined you were in the in all space and i i think you were starting to to be present in vr chat but i do i do think that was still like a new thing when i joined and now we are in well you know now all space doesn't exist anymore <laughs> and now we are in reg room in final fantasy rust in still in VR chat, of course, and, and yeah, and we have we have grow like quite a bit, and the pandemics were were crazy times, absolutely. I do remember uh, co-preaching with Alina once, and I uh, like we had uh, three rooms in our space, so that meant over a hundred people. And and I I was co-preaching like for the second time I think, and I was just seeing fifty people <laughs> in front of me, and I knew there were <laughs> another fifty, like another whatever more. Right? Yeah, there's like a hundred people looking at you. Yeah. Like, What's this? This guy is preaching. All right. And for yeah, and a second, a... I, I panicked. Yeah, that was yeah. And uh, that's a fascinating fascinating story in and of itself to think about how like you've gone from like not you know atheist to agnostic to christ curious you know again labels and then now you're part of the teaching team at vr church yes. uh, we, you started co-teaching with elena in virtual reality and then now you're exclusively teaching with uh, the rust team uh which let's kind of do a quick little shift a little quick dive rust you know that's one of the areas that you lead the church in uh, a very unique church a very special church very unusual um mm -hmm. and what do you think about that what do you think about the church in rust 
the church in, uh, teaching in Rust. And real quick, for people that don't know, uh, Rust is not a virtual reality church. It's a church in MMOs. It's a survival experience. You wake up, you know, naked on a beach, um, and you have to, like, you know, chop down wood, build structures, and um, it's an MMO to, to a certain degree. And uh, we've built a church in there. It's very unusual. Uh, what are your thoughts about yeah. uh, the church in Rust? Yeah, I want to share, like, a thing. And, and maybe DJ, you, you don't even remember this, but I do remember uh, when you guys were talking about starting a church in, in Rust, uh, I, I thought you were like going crazy, like absolutely crazy. <laughs> like I thought there was no way that was going to work, right? Because, you, you know, just uh, just think about it. Like Rust is one of the, you know, Rust is known for being like super toxic, right? Well, uh, you know, players, Rust players are known for being super toxic. And obviously, the game is not built for, you know, hosting uh, services or anything similar to them. You got no moderation tools, uh, you know, besides from, from a shotgun, basically, which I which I did use once, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so, I remember that, yeah. So, so the thing is, like, everything is is built to 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 make the service not uh not, not not a thing right like not not viable enough right and so yeah i thought you were crazy but at the same time i really wanted to be there <laughs> just to see how bad was it gonna crash right <laughs> how bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so obviously time went on and it didn't crash and I was already in, and I was seeing it working, and that was very surprising. And so, being already in, I was like, "Yeah, I, I wanna, you know, keep doing this. This is interesting. Okay, let's go." <laughs> and and now, yeah, I am, um, I am teaching on Rust every every two weeks. I am, you know, making these little services. They are like not serious. They are usually like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, whatever little little bible thoughts basically they are not really like a, a hardcore serious uh, service right uh, but i really do like this format i do really uh, what's the word um making you know yeah not serious you know more laid out more chill charts quote unquote right and at the same time i really do think people also like that because you know, if you picture just a regular player just playing Rust, just playing the game, yeah, they might be interesting in suddenly attending a servicing game, but they are probably not gonna invest uh, a full hour <laughs> into doing that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, and at the same time, that's a, a really good entry point, right? Like, yeah, I am open to you talking about uh, Jesus to me, like, for 10 minutes. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like a, a gateway. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is a gateway. And I think um, it, we get a lot of people that, not a lot, but people trickle in because they're super curious. Like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. it's like it, the opposite. Like, if you just take things in our world, you know, I guess like, you know, you have pizza over here and filet mignon, like completely two different things mm -hmm. that you wouldn't think would be together. 
Um, and there's probably better examples that just off the top of my head. Um, I can't think of any like super good ones, but um, if you take Rust and you take Church, you would think those are the most farthest apart um, concepts. Yeah. And if you put them together, people are like, what? This can't be real. I got to check this out. Uh, the same thing with VR Church in the metaverse. Um, and I would argue that, um, you know, we say VR chat is the Wild West of the metaverse, which it is. And it can be really trolly and strange and weird. Not, but I think Russ is just beats it out just a little bit because it's not like, you know, one day you're preaching. And this is a true story. Coldest is up there on stage. He's preaching, you know, the Bible talking about Jesus and God and the smoke bomb goes off right in the middle of the service <laughs> and the troll church just fills with smoke and you'll hear gunshots outside while coldest is preaching. Ka -ka 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 -ka. You know what I mean? And a horse rides by, a helicopter flies over. It's the chaos of rust and only rust players know what we're talking about. And by the way, this is really hard to explain on a podcast to people listening what that church is even like. It's one of those <laughs> things you have to experience it. We're used to it. We know what it's like, but you have to experience it. It's a, it's beautifully absurd, um, and I say that in a positive way. Yeah. Um, even though, and so. Yeah, I remember when I watched that 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 video. I was like, "This is weird, but this is the way we do things. We just try to innovate, and I don't know. I think mostly all the time it works because." Yeah. As you say, DJ, it's you only have to find a way to to make things natural, and it's okay if church is in this in this way and draws this way. We can find a common way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and following the idea and the last question that what we see as the future of like how we oh my god how do we see the church future future it's like i always think it's like the bet is yet to come because mm. every time we are innovating more and more and we have been through so many things uh, for example when all the space uh, closed i i was worried because uh, i was thinking what how can we do to keep our community together and strong if we don't have all the space. And I was worrying of focusing too much on all the space. And then I remember, okay, all the space is a really, you know, easy way to enter on VR, or even if you are using your computer is really comfortable or an easy and user friendly. But in the end, but Myers is the community and what we do and how we preach and how we teach and how we connect with people and we survive all the space and we have survived pandemic with three rooms as called the said mirroring and we have survived um, other services with just less people attending and we have survived and I we used the verb survive just to to make it more romantic but we've gone through for all these things all these changes and we i i think we are just getting stronger and i don't say this also only because i care about the community i can see it because every time i come back after i don't know maybe one one week or two that i don't i don't know i can't pay so much attention of what's going on Every time I come back, there's something new, there's a new idea, 
there's something that Alice is building, there's Alina, there's something, you know, like, I don't know. I think the the future of the church is really bright because we are amazing a human group that focuses on the important. And I, we work I on love the that. I'm going to... I'm going to go back and listen to what you said, because you said a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I don't know if you realized um, the things they were saying were very prophetic, very encouraging um, about, you know, the best is yet to come. We've survived many things, uh, shutdowns, financial stresses, um, you know, all these different elements uh, of the church. I know you didn't say financial. I was just thinking in my brain as a leader, um, some of the things that we've survived. And, uh, yeah, the words that you said were encouraged, but I'll go back and listen to it because I need to, to write write those down. Um, and you've seen, you know, where we've come from, and it's encouraging to see that we're still innovating, um, you know, innovating in rec room with leaders like Alice um, who are doing some amazing work. And uh, the what you said, the best is yet to come, and that is true. We're just getting started. We're barely scratching the surface. And I think some of the things that we're going to get into in the future are going to be continue to be wild. Do you think Church in Rust is wild or Church in Final Fantasy XIV, um, Church in the Metaverse? I, I just think it's going to get even crazier. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that uh, we're the type of church that is uh, uninhibited to do so. I think there's a lot of barriers when it comes to churches, uh, denominations, uh, elder boards. But ours, since we were birthed in the Metaverse, our whole essence is created in an environment that's unlimited um, unlimited and we're just going to continue to do that and so i think that's exciting and your words has really encouraged me and got me thinking and and i got to go back and listen to all that is exactly what you said and write those down and make sure everyone at least clip it share it so everyone could hear that so i think that's really good um alice but i see I Please write it down without my typos, please. <laughs> <Without me. laughs> Buenardo. Buenardo. Yo puedo hablar un poquito. Es muy poquito. Puedo yo puedo hablar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alice, you're talking about uh, I saw on the private chat there nonconformity. Oh, uh, what wow. are your thoughts on that one? I'm just here quietly agreeing with everything Mariana says, but um, nonconformity is in way back when we're talking about trying to fit in um there's a difference the difference between conforming to a certain image versus being accepted who you are and i it's quite non-conformist even though it's a bit of a buzzword <laughs> yeah yeah not no no I, I think yeah. it's huge that is that is very uh it's huge because a lot of the theological training i was a part of was very cookie cutter um they definitely want, they wanted a conformity. And I don't think that's what Christ wants us to be. He wants us to be who we are, uniquely are, number one. And we need to, we need to create those. Because you talked about the community, Mariana. That was the other part that was inspiring about what you said. Um, and we want the community to be eclectic, diverse, all different flavors and colors. Because that's that reflects the nature of the divine, the creator. He didn't create, you know, one color, one animal. He, the, all this the wild kaleidoscope of humanity. Uh, as much as we are able to, we want to be that type of church. Um, we want to be a church of that's a kaleidoscope of colors and flavors and, and beliefs and attitudes and all these things. And we don't want cookie cutter, everyone looking the same, sounding the same, talking the same. Um, uh, that's old school. So we want to move forward into this uh, 
beautiful feature that Mariana's talking about. And um, yeah, so anyways, Alice, thanks for mentioning that. I think it's beautiful and powerful. Well, as we are landing the plane here, coming to the end of the podcast, any final thoughts from anybody? Uh, it's just an open-ended question. I wanted to mention this at, at some point, but uh, I think I, I missed the, the opportunity. But still, I think it's very important to always be inclusive. I, I think that's a, a powerful word, right? And, and I was actually like uh, preaching about this a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, I think it's completely okay to be in different uh, parts of the journey, right? It's completely okay to be Christ curious. It's completely okay to be just a gay fiesta or whatever. Because, you know, not, uh, not, um, uh, not uh, long ago, I had no idea about uh, half of the things I, I know today. And I obviously wouldn't appreciate um, being being bashed for those kind of things back in the day. And so, and, and also, if I were if I were bashed, I wouldn't be here today, and I wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, uh, evolved like I like I did. And that is beautiful. And that's amazing. So please, let's treat everybody. Nice and good, okay? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, you know, that's a fair thing. I mean, that's why earlier on the podcast, uh, people ask me, I'm, you know, I'm gay. Can I go to church? I'm an atheist. Can I come? You know, um, obviously something has been established in Christendom that they need to ask that. Um, I've heard of specific stories recently of churches and even metaverse churches that have bashed people and have demanded conformity. Um, to the degree that, you know, that's really harmed them and, and really shunned them from even being part of the, the church community. So um, it's not some what you said is important. Um, it's not made up. It's a it's a viable attitude that we need to have because it, it does make a huge difference. Massive yeah. difference. Um, for me and, and for what I'm doing, I think that is the most fundamental thing. I think that's the most important uh, pillar. Pillar? pillar of, of, of my, my school of thought. Hmm. That's beautiful. Um, Alice and Mariana, any final thoughts as we uh, wrap up the podcast for today? Yeah. So um, I think it's, I think it's really beautiful that both of you are here as people who, well, especially coldest who came in as an atheist as well. And that they've been allowed to volunteer. Cause I hear talks of people getting angry about that that um you know how could you allow someone with slightly different beliefs or in a slightly different place in their journey to even volunteer some people get really angry about it and this church wouldn't work at all without people like you volunteering or people being allowed in there and you wouldn't have grown without that being allowed so i just think it's really great that we've got that and we're allowing that basically yeah, sometimes um, atheists are more loving than Christians, and they're more Christ-like than Christians. Or people yeah, absolutely. Christians. So, yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's, it it's a, a podcast for another day. Mariana, what you said is beautiful. You have to come back because I think you have a lot more to say. And uh, let's, just put, let's just consider this part one 
of Mariana in, into the future, you need to come back in and share some more thoughts with us. So um, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Mariana. Thanks, Coldus and Alice for being a part of the podcast today. The future of the church is the metaverse. And we'll see you guys next time. See your voice. Adios. See your voice. Put me to the test and watch me go. This is my quest. I'm going to make it known.